Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 10 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in January the 3rd to January the 9th, covering Genesis chapters 1 to 2, Moses chapters 2 to 3 and Abraham chapters 4 to 5, looking at the accounts of the creation. And today uh, we will look at the concluding half of the creation, which is, as we spoke about yesterday, the the half where the Lord or the gods, uh, whichever version you're reading, uh, whether it's Genesis or Abraham or Moses, uh, create the um, they've created the earth, they've given it form, and now they're going to make it not void anymore. Uh, they're going to have life on the earth. Interestingly, um, included in this is um, the fourth day. Uh, Now, to read it in Abraham, I like the the version in Abraham where it says, And the gods organised the lights in the expanse of the heaven, and caused them to divide the day from the night, and organised them to be for signs and for seasons, and for days and for years, and organised them to be for lights in the expanse of heaven, to give light upon the earth, and it was so. If you include um, uh, some of the phrases in Genesis as well, it says uh, to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And this idea that, um, first of all, again, in Abraham, we're given an understanding that it was to it was organized. It wasn't just a, a, a finger snaps and lights appeared or these start these the sun the moon the stars appeared things were organized were were created were were molded uh, to be in the in the form and the um orbits that they are now um is an important point but also this idea that in order to give life it was important to have um seasons and days and years uh, Eldridge G. Smith said, quote, The Lord in his wisdom has divided our time into daylight and darkness. With the dawning of a new, each new day comes a new chance to improve upon the mistakes of yesterday. Let us call upon the Lord for help. Every morning and throughout the day we should pray for strength to do his will. We need it, for it is the little trivial daily trials that are the hardest to bear serenely. Close quote. I love this because, um, this insight, because... We have days and nights and seasons and years. Like, for example, we are in now the fifth day, sorry, the sixth day uh, of a new year. And um, this obviously is an opportunity to make new changes, to move forward, to progress further. Uh, We have days to have a fresh start each day. Imagine if we didn't have days. Just for a moment, just imagine if the sun never sets. Imagine if we had just one long, continuous day to live on the earth and you know our bodies may still need rest so we would sleep and then we'd get up and it'd still be day just imagine that and you know it would be harder to organize our lives it'd be hard harder to structure our time and focus our energies and efforts and make continual improvements each day if the world lived in one continuous day Um, and so it's actually a great blessing for me that we have a day and then a night then a day then a night because it helps me personally to set myself small um, kind of uh, steps to improve and progress over time. And I'm not saying that I I improve every single day. I wish I did. Um, But that is obviously my goal, as it should be all of ours. Um, 
and it gives us a chance to re begin again and restart uh, and it's such a great blessing that uh, we move forward into the um, the fifth day and it says uh, in um, Genesis and God said that the water spring forth abundantly the moving creature that will have life and fowl that may fly upon the earth in the open firmament of heaven and God created great whales and every living every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly and then in verse 22 <clears throat> it says this and, and notice what it says here because it's a bit different to what it says when man is created. It says, And God blessed them, <coughs> saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. Now, <coughs> I don't know if there's a, a specific reason why um, the word fill here is used. And then with uh, in verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. And we'll come back to this when we talk about man. But... It says, after creating man, in verse 28, be fruitful and multiply and re replenish the earth. Now, the word replenish generally um, has a connotation that it was filled before and now we're going to replenish it. We're going to refill it. Um, but actually, if you look at the footnotes, it mentions that the word replenish is also linked with the word fill. And that actually, the, the word replenish in the original Hebrew is the same word as as the word uh, fill and actually in the english standard version of the bible uh, it does say be fruitful and multiply it and replenish the earth as well but um you can see that that the the hebrew uh, version of this word is actually male which which means um to to fill or be full of uh, and if you look at the times that it's used in the Bible throughout, you have verses like Genesis twenty one nineteen, where it says, And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water. Um, in verse Genesis 24, filled her pitcher. Um, and also, it refers to fulfill. Um, so, in Genesis um, twenty nine twenty eight, it says, And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week. So generally throughout the Bible, it's actually used in a sense of to fill or fulfill things, which I think is quite a nice um, way of thinking about it, that the earth is fulfilled when man uh, accomplishes that instruction to multiply and replenish. Um, and it's the same with the creatures of the earth as well. And we'll come back to uh, obviously man's role in this when we get to their creation as well. But I just thought that um, it was a good... Uh, way of helping us understand what this word replenish might mean. Now, I've left three minutes here to talk about the creation of man on the sixth day. Uh, and that, of course, um, comes after the, the creation of um, living creatures, ca uh, cattles, creeping things and beasts of the earth, which is also done on the sixth day, um, you know, according to the Genesis, Abraham and Moses accounts. Um, but then in verse 26, we then have uh, God creating man in their, in, in, in their own image. And I say their own image because even if you uh, look in the Genesis account, which is obviously more focused not necessarily on there being other gods or beings involved in the creation process and doesn't focus on the council experience or on the organizing experience, which Abraham and Moses do a bit more, but... Even in Genesis, it says, it reads this way. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Uh, 
Now, there is so much uh, in this verse that I'm going to try and get through uh, and, and talk about as much as I can about it. All the way through up to this point, it said, and God said, and God did, and God made, and so on. But here it says, God said himself, let us make man in our own image. And that's a very significant change. And of course, this refers to the fact that we are not creations of God as such, like the, the plants and the animals and the earth and so on. But we are rather children of God. And so um, that is a change to begin with. But then Bruce R. McCon uh, Elder Bruce R. McConkey said this as well. Quote, We know that Jehovah Christ, assisted by many of the noble and great ones, of whom Michael is but the illustration, did in fact create the earth and all forms of plant and animal life on the face thereof. For when it came to placing man on the earth, there was a change in creators. That is, the Father himself became personally involved. All things were created by the Son, using the power delegated by the Father, except man. In the Spirit, and again in the flesh, man was created by the Father. There is no delegation of authority um, when where the crowning creature of creation was concerned. Close quote. We are running very short in our usual 10 minute time, but I also want to point out the importance of God saying, let us make man. And the fact that we know that the, that we have a man and woman both created uh, in the image of God. Uh, and because it says in verse 27, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Uh, and that's in his own image. Now, of course, we know that we have a heavenly mother uh, and that will be a part of that process as well. Um, the first presence he taught, um, quote, all men and women are in the similitude of the universal father and mother and are literally the sons and daughters of deity, close quote. Um, this is really important for us to understand as well, is that, you know, we have divine attributes, both men and women are created in God's image. Uh, to finish, and I will finish on this, um, Hubie Brown taught, quote, The church teaches that when God created man in his own image, he did not divest himself of that image. He is still in human form and is possessed of sanctified and perfected human qualities, which we all admire. All through the Holy Scriptures, the Father and the Son are seen to be separate and distinct personages. We reaffirm the doctrine of the ancient scripture and of all the prophets that asserts that man was created in the image of God and that God possessed such human qualities as consciousness, will, love, mercy, justice. In other words, he is an exalted, perfected and glorified being. Close quote. So much in this section, and we've only kind of, well, we have still got uh, half the week uh, to, to study, but we've got the focus on marriage being ordained of God. We need to talk about the idea of the Sabbath as well. So um, hopefully you'll stick with us and be able to draw a bit more from your study uh, as you study as well. And please do share what you've studied, how, what you've learned from your study of these uh, these sections uh, on the Facebook group, that's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.